Dr. Karen Meisch is the interim dean for the College of STEM at Austin Peay State University. She joins Charlie and Katie to talk about what exactly STEM is in an exciting new community outreach program called Science on Tap that is trying to bring science to Clarksville. She also shares information about a new drone competition they are launching with area school kids, all in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Hey, what does STEM stand for? <laughs> That's it's a, a great question, Charlie. So it stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. It's smart stuff. It's yeah. really yeah. smart stuff. Well, I already knew, but I wanted to make sure. Okay, you know, I knew too. Your yeah. audience knew. You didn't think I was that smart? <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about the, what STEM means at the college level. Yeah, sure. So um, at, at the college level, so there's basically six colleges at Austin Peay State University. And so in the College of STEM, there are actually nine different departments. Oh, wow. And every single one of those departments, of course, house all the different degree programs and they're all related to STEM topics. Um, obviously, biology, chemistry, physics, engineering, computer science, math, those are all in the College of STEM. And so we actually make up um, um, almost 25% of the entire student population at Austin Peay State University. Oh, that's impressive. I had no idea it was that large. I, I didn't either. And, you know, I took biology because I was told to, you know, it's, and took some computer classes because I was told to. Right. But now it seems like... You really need this stuff almost in any profession. Absolutely. And especially with technology, I mean, it changes on almost a, a yearly basis as to all the new uh, gadgets and mm -hmm. gizmos and understanding that you have to have. Um, and so it, it, it's definitely something you want to stay current with. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, uh, STEM is, is kind of a... a buzz term that's that's evolved a lot over the last few years. And so back in 2017, we actually were the College of Science and Mathematics. But when I would go recruit students and, and talk to parents, they would say, well, what what's your STEM program? And so we actually changed the name of the college at that point to hopefully make it a more familiar term that people would know, hey, if you're interested in anything in those fields, this is where you need to come. You know, back when we were younger, it yeah. was, well, first of all, I can remember taking a college course on how to use the internet. That's how long ago it was that I went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you, you took science, you took math, you took technology, but nobody had the foresight to go, hey, all these kind of work together for careers. So I find it interesting that that STEM term came about because people started realizing that in order to get these youngins um, ready for the workforce, they all intertwine. And that's actually, that's, you're seeing more and more of that reflected in our actual degree programs as well. So uh -huh. realizing that it is so interdisciplinary, a lot of the degree programs or courses will be in different areas. So you'll take, of course, some cute computer science courses, but you'll also take a, a stats class or mathematics, mm -hmm. logistics. Yeah. Um, so there is a really great cross. And of course, there's some careers that have, you have to have that understanding, right. sustainability, anything environmentally related. So um, there's a lot more of that as well it's you know you, I, I just had a flashback to high school and i don't know how many people remember this but the computers we used were the commodore 64 the and, big box ones yeah and let me tell you something at that time 
they were pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, you know, now it's, it seems like it's it's crazy because we, we, you know, we want everything at the touch of our fingers, you know, just as quick as we can get it. And back then we probably thought that was something else. Absolutely. You actually, but, you might come find that in our computer museum. We have, do you have one? Yeah, we do. Um, That's and interesting. It has some really cool old computers. And um, actually one of them uh, is, is functioning. You can come play the Oregon Trail on it if you want. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I can remember sitting in a computer lab going, you you put these words in if you want to search, like actually learning that specific. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so what does a dean do? <laughs> Good question. A, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a lot of different things that um, kind of fall under my uh, umbrella. And so um, one, of course, is um, the the curriculum and the degree programs and everything that's related to the academic side uh-huh. of, of course, how a university works, right. And making sure that we're current and making sure that our faculty and staff have everything that they need to make sure, of course, that our students are successful. So that's the forefront of everything yeah. that I do is what can we do to help our students be successful? Right. And, and then um, another, of course, piece of that is, uh, making sure that we're doing things that are meeting the community needs. Yeah. And so, you know, part of that is, of course, um, what's important that the public knows about STEM or about being able to understand a lot of these sometimes really complicated topics, as we just talked about a little bit ago. Yeah. Really, everybody needs to have a good understanding in order to, to just function in today's society. Yeah. Um, so that's also kind of part of what I do is to make sure that we're educating the public as much as possible um, and making sure that um, we're getting a message out to the yeah. community as well. I think one thing that Austin P and you and I, I think I've talked to you about this at some social events or, or business events, but Austin P, it seems like has put an emphasis on having their deans, provost, you know, all these, uh, the athletic, the coaches, everybody more engaged with the community. Absolutely. So where does that, where, where did that come from? Well, I think of course, um, you know, it, anything um, always comes from your leadership, right? And we have amazing leadership with President Elisa White. And so um, she's super engaged and, and yeah. encouraged, you know, all of us to be more engaged and be more visible. And um, it also, uh, for me, kind of organically happened um, from when we first hosted uh, the P-Clips event from 2017. Yeah. And so that was kind of my first real uh, involvement with a really large community event and, and making sure we had um, a great program to offer people in the community and educating the public about, of course, the total solar eclipse and, right. and how to be safe. And and so from that, um, the, the College of STEM really kind of uh, dipped our toe and, and it was amazing. The, mm-hmm. the community support was amazing. The um, university support was amazing. And so we've really kind of made it a focus to make sure that we stay as engaged as possible with our community and in anything STEM related. And that event you had for the eclipse. eclipse was pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, there was just so many people. I, I went out to the uh, football field, yeah, you know, and, and saw a lot of that. But you've got a ton more events and uh, things that, that you're doing through your department. And and one of them that I attended just recently was the Science on Tap at Strawberry Alley Aleworks. Oh, I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool. So tell us what that is, 
you know, and, and what the vision for that is. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this was actually uh, the brainchild of one of our physics faculty members. And, and he said, you know, we really need to do a better job about getting topics um, that are in the STEM fields to the community and, and in a way that's fun and creative and, of course, relatable. And so we talked about it and um, came up with this concept of, of science on tap. And so it's our faculty in the College of STEM um, that pick different topics related to all the different types of um, departments that we have that are interesting to the public mm-hmm. and, and usually something that's somewhat current as well. Uh, and so our very first one was actually done by that faculty member, uh, Black Holes and Beer. And of course, that was uh, just a few months after we had had the first imaging of the supermassive black hole. Uh, and so it's it's kind of taking those Clever. topics. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of taking topics that maybe um, people know a little bit about or have some interest in and then trying to just say, you know, some of the actual science of uh, that's behind it without making it super complicated. Yeah, right. Yeah. It can be fun. It doesn't have yeah. to be hard to understand. What hey, I, 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 I'm sorry. What uh, I find Sorry. We keep talking over each. I'm sorry. That's okay. What I find interesting about that science on tap program is that you guys are doing an amazing job taking science, technology, math, and just relating it to everyday stuff like making beer or making, in craft beer or I mean just things that you know off the top of your head you wouldn't think of as science yeah. but it truly is science it's it the is. art of you know making it's, something it's every day yes right? it's, it's right. every single thing that you do every single day and so why not have that little bit better understanding of it and seeing those connections and I love when people we talk to people and then they have that like aha moment. the light bulb goes uh-huh. off exactly. yeah that's science so yes uh-huh. I, I went uh, recently to the one about uh, facial recognition yes, yeah uh-huh. and and it's pretty cool because I and I, I sometimes I think I'm funny and I know I'm really not but a guy walked in and someone else introduced me and said hey this is so and so and I said well I know who you are we've got facial recognition going on so we knew who you were when you walked in the room mm-hmm. it's pretty it's yeah. pretty cool mm-hmm. that what's going on out there in the world. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, um, can be sometimes scary too. So, so that talk specifically talked about understanding, uh, deep fakes a little bit better as well. And actually, ironically, that very same day of our science on tap presentation, uh, Facebook had just come out with an announcement that they were going to be banning deep fakes as much as they could, um, Mm -hmm. on, on of course, Facebook side. You better tell us what deep fakes is. Um, so it's, it's essentially, uh, taking someone's image, their face yep. and matching it to maybe an already existing clip of someone else, uh, like a video. Uh-huh. And so you can kind of put someone else's face. Oh, that's on scary, a right? Mm-hmm. Someone else. So you mm-hmm. can make it seem like somebody's saying something totally, nothing that would ever. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could ruin someone's reputation. Oh, There's yeah. so many reasons why it should be banned. One of the, one of the examples was that President Obama, yep. a video, and then they had a, a, an actor or, or yep. somebody that can, you know, sounds like him. And it showed him talking, but it showed like President Obama was actually saying those words, but he wasn't. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it can be very yeah. realistic. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> well, can Facebook can ban it, but you're still going to have rogue people out there oh, that yeah. are going to. Absolutely. You still have bad guys. Yep. So what else is going on? Oh, um, so Science on Tap is actually, um, if you want to come join us, it's uh, in upstairs. So it was so large, we actually um, were over capacity. And so they've uh, moved it upstairs for us on Tuesday nights. So it's the first Tuesday of every month and uh, upstairs at Strawberry Aleworks at 530. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got that. Um, we have another large event um, coming up in April is Innovate TN or Innovate Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, that we're working on a project with Google. Um, and that's a really cool drone competition. Oh. And so we're actually partnering with different people to help coach um, kids fifth grade and up to actually design uh, their own drones oh, that's and fun. participate in these challenges. Um one of the competitions, they actually have to do an automated uh, flight course, which means they have to understand coding and they have to understand um, how to like make adjustments when they don't do the um, course correctly. Um, and so that's April 18th. But we also are going to have um, what we're calling STEM Street uh, out in front of the competition. So not only can you, if you're not participating, um, you can come and watch, of course, mm-hmm. the competition, but there's going to be Lots and lots of booths of hands-on um, things for, for kids to do and get involved in and, and learn a lot more about STEM. Are these fifth grade students doing this through their schools ahead of time or is it something they come and do that day? I mean, how do so, they no, get, how do you yeah. get involved? How do yeah. they get involved? So um, we actually are working closely with CMCSS okay. um, and uh, to identify coaches okay. um, with uh, CMCSS, but also coaches that are interested um, outside of CMCSS. So this is hopefully going to be a statewide event. This is our first mm-hmm. year doing it. Um, but we would like people to identify themselves as wanting to participate and be a coach. And so for this first year, we're going to supply everything that they need, all the drones oh, awesome. um, and everything. And so uh, they basically will work with the kids um, prior to that. And we actually have um, three training events. The registration is actually going to be opening up very soon um, on the it's a I N N O V A T N dot org. OK. Um, and so people can register as a coach there to register their teams. Um, and then it'll actually give you possible dates to come receive your coach training mm-hmm. um, and kind of update you on what what you'll be doing, how you'll be doing it. Um, and then, of course, bring your team to participate uh, at the actual competition in April. So talk to me a little bit because this kind of caught my eye because I love things that challenge because um, I have kids that challenge kids. Mm-hmm. The coding camps in the summertime. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So the coding camps are fantastic. It started out actually in just the summer. Um, of course, being a mom myself, <laughs> I like, right. love like innovative and fun coding uh-huh. camps that, again, are camps that challenge our kids over the summer. Mm-hmm. So it started off actually as a relationship with Google. Um, and helping us get these uh, different camps started. And now we actually run them year round. Okay. Uh, so you can actually sign up for these um, Saturday camps that run kind of four weeks at a time. Um, and the junior coding camps or coding camps for, um, of course, high school students. And then there's the full summer coding camps, mm-hmm. um, which can be day camps um, it, in the morning or in the afternoon. And they've become really popular. Uh, we also ran a program with our library to have free coding um, camps with, with the library as well. At the college library or the public library? The public library. Okay. I'm yeah. Uh, and so these have just been wildly popular. We actually just um, had uh, Clarksville Academy um, here just a couple of weeks ago for a couple of weeks with uh, mm-hmm. learning how to do some gaming uh, game design. So I was going to say, yeah. I can see the coding camps. If you can get through these kids heads, that's how all those games were Absolutely. made that I can see that becoming really popular. Absolutely. Fortnite, somebody knew how to code when they <laughs> made oh, that game. Yeah, I guarantee you they did. I mean, it, and that goes back to the everyday life. Yeah. I even think some people don't realize that even in these games that you're playing that's science absolutely mm-hmm. hey i want to talk about i'm going to talk about some of these things people may know and then i want
want to ask you about one of them before we close here. So you got the STEM program at Austin P has a 440 acres that you have an observatory. People may not realize that you have a planetarium. People may not realize that a corpse flower, our fleet of helicopters for aviation science, concentration rotor ring degree program, and a fantasy factory. I have to know what is a corpse flower. Did so, you know? Do you know, Charlie? Uh, no. Okay. This is actually, this is a really special, special flower. And so um, we uh, grew this at Dr. Carol Baskoff, actually one of our um, biology faculty, that's a botany expert. Um, She has uh, grown this uh, from seed. And there was a period of time where this was growing almost 10 inches to a foot a a day. It was crazy. Oh, wow. So it's really not dead. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> so what happens is this is, um, I think it's, it's about eight feet tall now, seven or eight feet tall. Oh, right wow. Now, and this only blooms once every seven years. Oh my. And so it's called the corpse flower because when it does bloom, you will know because it will smell like. It doesn't smell good. Yes, exactly. It does not smell very good at all. So when is it supposed to bloom again? Well, that's the fun part. We don't know. So, um, But you will know. Uh, <laughs> we will know what happens. But yeah, so it's actually, it's in our greenhouse right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually trying to put it in a new position so that we will get a flood of people to come check it out, um, especially when we know that it's getting ready to bloom. Um, and so we want to make sure we invite the public to come check it out because it's, it's really, it's an amazing thing to see in person. Is it okay? It's, it smells, but is it yes. beautiful? It is. Yes, it is very. Maybe beautiful. that's its Even, perfect protective right. mechanism. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. no, it is. It's very beautiful. Um, and uh, yes, even though it it smells, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what what have we missed? What's out there that you need to tell people about the College of STEM? Anything? Is it- I I don't. I mean, just that we want to get involved in uh, again educating the community as much as yeah. possible, and and so um, we've done amazing relationships with Clarksville Parks and Rec, um, building trebuchets, uh, doing, um, of course, the uh, helping out our local law enforcement when we've had the Kirby Wallace search. We, we helped with that. Um, but I think it's just important that everyone knows that we're here to support the community. And, and mm-hmm. you know, we look at that as part of the mission of the college is yeah. to, you know, be a resource for people. Um, and so, you know, it, anything, if anybody has any ideas or, or wants to know anything related to STEM, you know, we, we want to make sure we have yeah. an open door to help. Well, you know, I, I've, I've, told, of course, Tracy, my wife is an educator and, and I've told her over the last year or so, it's amazing how much more I am involved with people in education than probably I was when they, I was even in college. I mean, she's a good influence. <laughs> she is a good. She is a good influence for sure. But you know, I touched on it earlier. The the fact that Austin P engages in the community and lets their deans and professors and encourages you guys to get out in the community and help educate us on things that you know are just really cool. Yeah, and and we can be involved. I just. I just find that, that I think it's awesome. And I appreciate what you do because I think that you guys putting yourself out there and being a resource in the community, like for me, I feel like I could call and go, hey, Karen, what do you suggest for this? And so I just appreciate you guys and all that you do. And I think there's so much going on that people have no clue that we're just scratching the surface. And we can sit here and talk about everything you have right now, but six months from now, I'll be something different and more. That's, true. That's yep. very true. So... <laughs> 
Thank you for coming in and chatting with oh, us thank today. You for having me today, I'm really. Excited. I've enjoyed it, and congratulations on everything because you're a busy lady. <laughs> thank she you. is. Thanks, Karen. Yeah, thank, thank you. Subscribe to ClarksvilleNow.com on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.